Welcome to a new episode of The Cliff Dorfman Show. We have a great guest today. He is a comic book writer. He is a video game writer. He is a, he's an all-around renaissance guy. He has written now Mortal Kombat, right, the comic. Yep. Jason, help me with this because yep. it's a lot of Mortal stuff. Mortal Kombat, the comic. Right. Mortal Kombat 11. Kirkman, he's working for it, and he's got Heart Attack coming out yep. under Kirkman's banner. Yep. <laughs> That's not small not small at is this all. out right now uh the issue number three just came out just dropped so yeah. you can get this get all three issues but you're going to want to get everything once we finish talking to ladies and gentlemen a wonderful person a close friend of jason's by the very way, close friend sean kittleson oh ladies and gentlemen we are back yay yes, the cliff I'm, dorfman show i'm uh, really excited i wanted jason to introduce our guest wow. because he is a very very dear long old term friend that's right so why don't you please tell us who's on the show today? yay i'm really excited to have one of my close personal friends and actually a business partner a co-worker a colleague um a fabulous writer for tons of different pieces of media and content that i have consumed aggressively um, and just an all-around great guy um, who's taught me a lot of stuff and my favorite person to go grab lunch with uh, and chat with for hours about just about anything, Sean right. Kittleson. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Sean anything. Kittleson. How you doing, Sean? I feel pretty good. Welcome to the oh, Cliff Dorfman Show. This is crazy, yeah. I like saying my name. And like I can say it, and it's in the third person, yeah. but since I'm talking about the show we're on- It's not dickish. It's not as-, as um, Sociopathic. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like the direct object in the sentence. You're allowed to reference yes. the show as an entity outside of yourself. Right? Yes, exactly. That's why nobody's accusing you of Douglas McCarthy syndrome. Yeah. For all the for all the Doug McCarthy fans out there that get that one, I, <laughs> you know, listen, <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine all the things I've been accused of. <laughs> but you know, I still stand here, and I'm I'm very happy to have you on on our show. Oh, thank and you. Yeah. So let's start. So Sean, yeah, you were born. I was born. You were. And yeah. you were born where? In Syracuse. Now, that's upstate New York for those of you who don't know. Yeah. SUNY school not is Greece. up there. No, uh, no, no. It is not, <laughs> Syracuse, it is not New York. Greece at all. It is upstate. It's yeah. cold. Yeah. It's Land of there. the Orange. And Kittleson. 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 What is, is that? That's Jewish Norwegian. Name? Norwegian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not a very Jewish name. I look, I look Jewish. Yeah. I've been told. This is what I'm saying, but you are. I am, I am half Italian, half Irish. Half Italian, half uh, Irish. I am adopted. So that's and that's how I got a Norwegian name. <laughs> okay, so I'm, were... I'm a mixed bag. I'm a lot of confusing things. Okay. No, I'm adopted. So, so you understand? I understand. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see if I understand because there's a lot of things I, well, I don't understand. So I'm interested to talk to you about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll go I get deep. them for myself. Sure. But I don't know. You know, we'll get there. There's a range. There's like a I, I, what I have found is there are certain commalities of sort of like ambition that tie mm -hmm. adopted kids together and stuff like that. That like that's very a interesting. Certain, a certain sense of needing to prove your your worth. Like you're sort of like you're always overcoming this initial rejection. Right. But did you read the primal wound? Yes. <laughs> we'll get to this. So what I also love about this, aside from this, you know, uh, peaches and herb reuniting moment, yeah, is what I think is interesting. You guys started. The, in the beginning, when podcasts weren't like, it was like, oh, if I invest in Apple, you know, it's not, it's not Apple, but it kind of is Apple, yeah. you know. And so you were starting when people were like, what the fuck are you doing? That's ridiculous. You got a microphone, and and what are you doing? Yeah. Well, and we so, had, yeah. yeah, no, go ahead. I want to hear this because I'm, I'm, and I think sure. our listeners also. It's like this is where it started. This is where we're at yeah, now. And yeah. Let's let's get there because I'm I'm fascinated in, in where you started. So well, here's here's how we ended up in this room. Yeah, like, it was like all, all these years later. Is uh, I I was working for an ad agency. Mm -hmm. I was a creative director and I ran a uh, video games marketing division. In so, New York. In here in L. A. Yep. Uh, in Burbank. Yep. Like, um, right down right, the street. Right by the airport uh, next to the Mission Tech Tortilla Factory. Yeah. So we were. I worked <laughs> at this ad agency. Uh, I left to go freelance mm -hmm. because, like, I, I, I had a an opportunity to write some comics, and I wanted to take but advantage you, of that. What were you doing at the end? Were you copy? Like, what was your? I was the senior creative director for the the games team. That um, sounds like a very high faluting position. It was. Uh, I walked away from from a great six figure job to to uh, make okay, nothing. Okay, this is. Yeah, we're in the <laughs> I'm that of guy. That too. Like, let's go I'm back. So you're born in Syracuse. So I'm born in Syracuse. You're adopted. <laughs> and I'm adopted. And do you yeah. know your adoption agency? Because New York is a you have to sign up state. Yes, and it was a it was a a private agency called a Catholic Charities Agency, but it was not a it was not a function of the Catholic Church. It was just a Catholic organization. 
Okay. Yeah. And um, your parents, your mother and father, yep. they adopt you. How old are you? Uh, like three days old. Like, three like days. I came home. I was born on the on the fifteenth of December, and by the nineteenth, I was at home with my folks. I was uh, in a freak thing that I later found out was total bull. Uh, but but in those ways that a, a small lie mm-hmm. can really change the direction of your life. Hmm. Uh, there were other people in the queue ahead of my parents uh, looking for for kids. And my mom was the only Catholic woman. She was like the first one in the queue to come up Catholic. And someone decided on my paperwork, uh, like, like I feel like I was a dog, like my kennel papers, <laughs> but like, like on my paperwork to no, say, paperwork. to put, to put in my birth mother's you know, words that she would prefer that I be raised Catholic, which is not something I eventually found out that she ever actually said. Uh, but it did lead me to my mom and dad. Uh, and I think, you know, from there I grew up, uh, in upstate New York still like, like I moved from Syracuse to, to Saratoga when I was mm-hmm. like a few years old. Right. I have a little sister, my little mom, sister that is adopted. No, is my mom and dad got pregnant three, three months after they adopted me. It's like one of those Why like did they things. Adopt? Uh, what was their reason for adopting at that time? They had wanted to, my mom was, was getting a little bit older and uh she had had some troubles earlier with with pregnancies that that didn't didn't come to term right uh and that was really difficult for her but she she and my father had always talked about adopting it was a, a thing for them so they had enough information all ready to go that they went out and started the process and got lucky because my mom was catholic like right. that's like <laughs> well, which hey. then put a complex in me for many years of like oh man huh. the <laughs> catholicism like 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 i was chosen by god because it's catholics oh i, I better be so good i better oh, not sin i better helpful. and then and then you know until puberty okay. uh, <laughs> and, and I, I, religions I, don't account for <laughs> i know a little bit more of the story so i'm gonna ask you a question that like, sure. leads it does that is that where the Superman love comes from? A hundred thousand percent. Yeah, like, like my, so interesting. That was that was how I coped with it, uh, and it was something that my parents. Did they tell you right um, away that you're adopted? Like, how do you? Yeah, they told me before. I have like the like the full memory of it. Like, I Same have here. I have an impression of it in some way that is probably a construct of all the things I've assembled over my lifetime, more so than an actual memory. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have a memory of not knowing I'm adopted. And you grew up close to your parents. Very close. Right. And close to your sister. Still close to my parents. And, and my sister, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're it's family. There's no there's no difference. Oh, there right? is no and it's you know, it's the hardest thing for, for a lot of people to understand because they'll say, you know, like, are you gonna find your real family? And you'll be well, like, I have my real family. Well, that's what we're gonna I've get got to. Them. Yeah. yeah. So you went and did the show, which we'll we'll get to yeah. that. Oh, know, yeah. We'll, yeah. Because that's okay. So you're in Syracuse, you're yeah. growing up. And are you writing all the time? Is it something like, are you popular? Are well, by you the time I was writing- What's uh, happening in school? Where are you at school? Uh, school, so I moved. we moved to Saratoga Springs or th- that area. Um, and that was where I spent my formative years. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was- Wait, In high school, where'd you go? What was uh, the name of your high school? Shenandoah. What was it? What? Shenandoah. Shenanda? Shenandoah. Shenandoah. It's a- It's like Shenandoah. It's a Native American word, yeah. But- S-H-E-N-E-N-D-E-H-O-W-A. Shenandoah. I'll never forget that because it was <laughs> a fucking long chant that you had to learn if you wanted to go to the football games. Wow. Um, wow. Okay, so you're there. So I'm there. you doing anything I artistic was, at this point? Yeah. I mean, I was- I'm seeing it happen in my son now, so it's like, whoa, there's, there's echoes here. But when I was really young, I started drawing a lot. And I was really into art and drawing. My sister was too. She's penciling an art teacher now. Or Pencil, penciling and coloring. Everything. Mm-hmm. Pa- penciling, painting. My mom would put us into classes to learn sculpting and stuff when we were really young. And like so you know we spent our summers. Like, yeah. Yeah, Bernard's a good friend. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, did a comic sure. book for DC. Just one, you know, little one. Uh-huh. But we'll get to that. Because he, I want to hear this. He may not remember me. I worked with yes. him when I was I was, a, I was a lowly assistant editor back in the day. We worked. Uh, he was on a, uh, a pop-up book. And you worked with worked Adam Schlagman? Yes, mm-hmm. one of my one of my nearest and dearest. He's a very smart guy. He's a wonderful man. Yeah, he really is. Is it New Line? Uh, or still at DC? No, he's still at DC. Yeah. I mean, he's wherever he wants to be. I guess. No, he's 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 fantastic. Yes, he is. Um, so we'll get there. So okay, so we are in Syracuse and in Saratoga. You see it? Well, sorry, yeah, Saratoga yeah. Springs. Yeah. Shenandoah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Second it's hand. you know how you can remember I think that it. Was pretty good. It's the place where the Nexium sex cult happened. 
is my hometown of Clifton Park and like the Hafford area. On? No, no one knew. If you knew, would you have gone up there? Uh, no. Uh, well, on the door and been like, I was What's a big Smallville fan, so I might have I might have gone up to be like, I, I, if I had seen Allison Mack in my hometown, I would have freaked the fuck out. How would like, you rate Michael Rosenbaum as a Lex Luthor? Fantastic, actually. Yeah, I agree. So like Gene 100%. Hackman and then Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, like one and two. I, well, I don't know. I might put I might put Rosenbaum above Hackman. He found oh. some. He he it's took different. He know. took Lex to some places. Ooh. Some places the Hackman never oh. did. Interesting. Hackman's good, but he is a very specific kind of golden age, yeah, uh, silver age uh, Lex Luthor. Like he's he's a very specific brew. He plays more of the super intelligent con man than like with the yeah with the the aspirations of more making money. I feel like than really yeah. the, the 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 way that Rosenbaum or like Lex Luthor is portrayed as somebody that actually considers themselves a protector or yeah. their own hero. Yeah, someone he's, who he's would never villain. say like like. Gene Hackman will loudly proclaim, like, greatest criminal mind of our time. But Lex right. Luthor would never acknowledge he was a motherfucking criminal. He would, he would reject that. He would say, what are you talking am I am the most upstanding citizen yeah. because I'm the one here trying to protect you from aliens. Yeah, those are the best characters by far. And, yeah. Okay, so. Anyway. He's right. So you're in <laughs> Shenandoah. Yeah. And you are at school and you're starting to draw. And you're drawing. Super artsy. But are you drawing comic books? You, uh, like, yeah, actually, I took style? I took a comic book drawing class. It was way into comics, way into to superheroes and and stuff like that. So, were you developing your own style? Like, did you see like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that? Did you have a moment? No, I think I think there was a point that I I reached in high school where I I saw the development of my art and then the development of my writing, and my writing was way ahead uh, of where my art was, and I and I. I, in life, I've chosen the easier path. <laughs> in in Just some do what cases, you're great at. Uh, that's and, what, if you're better at something, do it. Yeah. Well, I think I I would say my first 19 years were defined by me choosing the easiest path, and in, in almost every case where there was where there were two options, I would definitely take the easier one. So let's and then to my the first one. That so was the first one that, that happened in high school. The first one. Yeah. The first when you said it, both. Were, the first time I took like the easier path. Yeah. Is this in high school? Like, oh, I think yeah. I think that was my mo from like day one because. I would like 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 first grade, like my my mom taught me to read. That's your first memory of it. Let me hear it. My mom taught me to read, uh, and I remember finding out that I was reading at like a fifth grade level in first grade, and that immediately just like gave me uh, uh, the the cockiness <laughs> that I needed to mm-hmm. say like, well, there are some things I need to try at, and some things I don't care about at all. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. At least you it's can honest. be honest with. Yeah. It, you know? If I can't be told that I'm five years in advance of where I should be, then right. why do it? Right. Like this, fe- it feels much better to be good at this than yeah, to than not to be, be good right, at this or other to be thing. struggling. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so as I was, early as you can remember, you're like, I'm going to take this path where I'm better at it, and yeah. it just seems easier. It just seems easier. It seems like a thing that I that I have an intuition for. So why not? Why not go with that? Okay. Um, and it's state New York and you're writing in, in high school, right? Yeah. And so what are you what are you writing now? Are you just doing papers or uh no, I mean I was I was at that point I started doing everything in high school. I was editing video and stuff too, and I was I was writing a screenplay. I wrote my first feature when I was seventeen. Hmm. Um I started at like a summer program at Harvard that I went to where I took screenwriting as my like fun course. Oh, wow. I was I was I was thinking I'd be like a lawyer. So wait, but like, let's let's but for one second you you, yeah. you have this thing where you're like okay you know kind of in high school that you're like I'm gonna go toward writing and not yeah. not the drawing as much and then you apply to Harvard the summer school like I know they do it at Cornell they, yeah yeah I went so, so then I went before my senior year of high school I went to Harvard for a couple months but you have to apply for that right it's not yeah, like everybody yeah. gets accepted. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I know I I was invited. Well, I know I was invited because yeah, I can tell you how it works. Well, I was invited because of my test scores. So I actually right. received a solicitation from Harvard. So you're like, hey, reading you're... above a fifth grade level at that right, point. At that yeah, point. yeah, yeah. So they give you a. Solicitation. I was very good at testing. Like I didn't have to study. I didn't have to prep. Like I took the SATs high once, and and I actually did better in my verbal score than I had the time what, before. What was your SAT scores? Uh, I got I got nearly a perfect eight hundred. Uh, I got like a seven ninety in the verbal. Fucking kidding. And then uh, and then on the I was way low on the math though. And my math scores, the further I got into high school marijuana use, the more my math scores seemed to decline. Uh, <laughs> So so again, yeah. like I said, I took the easiest route. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you were better at math, you could probably create an equation to 
approved. Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> taken I haven't taken a I'm math class since I was uh, 15 years old because I because I you I, opted out. It wasn't the easiest path. I well, and I I I tested out ahead, so I was able to to take some advanced classes and finish out my requirements early. Which and now you're at Harvard in the summer program. Then I'm at Harvard summer and, program. Yeah, and you're writing, so it's a screenwriting yep. program. Oh yeah, and you yeah. are Sue Steinberg was Sue the professor. Sue Steinberg was the professor. Yep. Professor Steinberg. Yeah, yeah. At Harvard professor summer Sue program Steinberg. screenwriting. She was fantastic. Were you 16? Uh, I was I was 17. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. It's right before you see. Okay. So yeah, okay. yeah. So you're 17. So, you're there, and you start writing. You remember what the screenplay was about? Yeah, it was a it was a teen sex comedy. Uh, okay. That called All You Need. It was precious. Mean? What year it was are we in wonderful. right now? Like, uh, this would be, this be two thousand or two. This would be two thousand one. Okay, so like right, American Pie ish. Yeah. The summer Zoop. before nine eleven. Yep. <laughs> like, 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 I say is, American Pie, you say nine eleven. Well, it's, and let's just, it sort of became the defining mark on, on my generation. I, I oh, wish listen, American every Pie generation. was it. Yeah, every right. Like, I mean, the, and now we have to take a moment of silence. I mean, we really do. I have friends who lost people. It's like it's a, well that's the thing it's you can't uh yeah you can't reach that moment in history without being like and then this thing happened and it, and i remember you know it i was thinking about it the other day moment. i remember which i was in latin class it was like i can't remember if it was like second or third period but it was a morning class in latin class and zach stone showed up at the he was just stopping. i was just stopping because it's so it's just an emotional moment we got told uh, earlier man. by mckenzie did not Stop bang on, on the table on such a bangable it table the, the, it's a whole part we have a very intricate production i can see yeah. it vibrates the iphone yeah. that is also our camera. <laughs> don't move the string but in any case uh i remember where i was when that happened it certainly yeah. i think it, it changed the, the trajectory for a lot of people in my class and and for me, I think it gave me the sense of um, I, I spent the next few years really searching for purpose in a way that I hadn't been until until. Oh, listen, I, I mean, wait before we get to the existentialism. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's hear what the screenplay was. Oh, so the screenplay uh, was about a guy who was basically a, a hyper version of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, I lived what what I can now look back on and say it sounds like a like a humble brag, but my life was like a high school movie. Mm-hmm. Like we drank all the time, we partied all the time, uh, we seemed to get away with things that no one else could get away with. We spent crazy weekends going down to the city and staying at people's apartments and having wild times, and I never got in trouble. <laughs> Like I did once for singing gin and juice at a school function. Like that, that, that was, a, was a troublemaking. That incident. got me. Well, the language, my goodness, oh, I was advocating for pocketfuls of rubbers, and, and it, my homeboys did too. Is that a, like <laughs> this, is a, this is high school. This is high school. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. So, and I was the president of the student senate, the student body. So I, I wasn't supposed to be doing stuff like that. I was you're an to be active good. motherfucker. I mean, you're not. You're not like sitting around. Everybody I, we talk to, like they're doing more than us. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm just. I think. I think. This is why why I love marijuana so much. Mm, uh, is is I am like dialed up too high, mm-hmm. and I think marijuana brings me to a pace where other people can tolerate me, and where I can maybe tolerate myself and my own reality. Because so, so a hyper need... version of yourself is yeah. yeah. Is so this hyper what? version of myself to bring it back to that yeah, is this that's... sort of like high performing guy uh-huh. who's like like got the great girlfriend, got the job, got the money, and the the got a great like college opportunity ahead of him. And is like fucking other girls on the side, and it comes all comes to a head in the third act where he gets called out for doing this. And then I started it writing it as this teen sex comedy, and this is kind of like the story of my career and why this is not a screenplay that would ever sell. <laughs> Halfway through, I became very self-aware of like what I was doing and what I was like 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 using for humor and entertainment, and I began to feel very guilty and introspective about it. And it went from a teen sex comedy to a fucking soap opera where like you know there's a drunk driver and a death and a a whole thing and it it literally ends with the main character like looking at his pack of cigarettes and throwing it out the window because his dead ex-girlfriend once upon a time told him that he shouldn't smoke like it's a it's a heavy morality tale at that point i mean what'd you do with it nothing okay so yeah, well, I used it to get story. into NYU. I did. I did that's submit it. That saying. was so, yeah, yeah. But that's important, don't you think? Yeah, like, it's yeah. Like, what yeah, did you that's do something. It? You didn't do did nothing something. with it. You had a finished screenplay. <laughs> yep. That you went under the guidance of Professor Steinberg, right? Yep. Yeah. At 
Harvard Summer School, yeah. which you apply to to get in. I mean, these are these are all you know oh, very, yeah. distant, but they're very very well. And at large that time, steps toward a goal. I was at that time. My goal was actually at Harvard, at least, was I really wanted to be a lawyer. Like I wanted to get into international diplomatic law and and help help the world avoid war and find peace by 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 being a diplomat and being what the being, fuck are you writing a screenplay? For? Uh, well, so so <laughs> right. I was taking these. I was taking international relations and and stuff like that yeah, at Harvard, Harvard summer school. Yeah, also? yeah. So, so screenwriting was one of the courses. Screenwriting was my fun course. That was my that was one okay. for me because I had this deep personal interest in movies and cinema and, and I loved it so much and I wanted to to develop that but I didn't see it as a viable career option at that point and it was that summer uh leaving Harvard that I had my like final sit down with Professor Steinberg and she said to me like what are you thinking for next year and I'm like oh maybe I can get a recommendation from her like well I'd really love to come to Harvard uh or or you know Yale or I'm, I'm looking at Ivy's and I, I want to go law and this is what I want to do and she's like well that's a shame because you wrote a great script and I think you should be going to a school that's more suited to your talent and I was like that's that's cool what do you what do you mean she's <laughs> like well you should be going to like the Ivy League of film schools you should be looking at the NYU's and the USC's and the UCLA's and I was like Wow, really? You really think? Like, and she was, yeah, yeah. And then I, I started to really feel myself at that moment. I got really like, I'm gonna do this. And uh, I had met a girl who I was hopelessly in love with, who lived at in California Harvard at School. Harvard Summer School. Everyone goes through this, but it's always the worst problem, right? <laughs> Jason, what did we again just learn here? That we learned that all these pieces kind of line up to bring you to the place that you need to be brought to. Yes, but also, again, Professor Steinberg, it's. Frank Roberts. It's That's the right. person yeah. in high school yep. that, you know, around that time that yep. says, this is what you should That's be right. doing. Yeah. If And this is the other thing. I'm not saying if you don't have that person that you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. There should be some older, you know, more wise lived yeah, person to verify. That, that says, I see that you can do this. Yeah. You know, like, here's a direction. This is not just a pipe dream. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> Professor Steinberg at Harvard Summer School yeah. says- I don't think you should come here. I think you should write. You're talented. Yeah. And that's the first time you really, your brain even accepted that. Well, that's the first time my brain accepted that, it, like pursuing my creative I- impulses and instincts could actually be a career path. I didn't really let myself think that because I felt like, and I think this is some of the adopted kid stuff coming into play, but I felt like I really needed to like go out there and show out and be, you know, run for office. Like that's why I did so much student government in high school. Like I was studying, I was training myself up to be like, maybe I could be a politician one day. And then I started doing a lot of drugs on the side. And I realized that, you that could even be a good politician. <laughs> you could be really good at this. Like I like the drugs. Oh, I love it. And I love, I love being a chameleon. I did feel at a certain point, through in my college career, I, I realized it was like, well, I think I've, I've officially compromised myself to the point where no one would ever elect me. And then Donald Trump got elected many years later. You were going in there looking for a recommendation from your Harvard teacher, your yeah. professor, yeah. and she gave you one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. mom, dad, she recommended that I go to film school. Yeah. The Harvard lady. Yeah. That's and a that, big deal. So do you go home and like, yo, I'm going to apply to film schools, mom and dad? I did. And what'd they say? I have, they, they were like, that's a great idea. Like, they're very supportive. They, they, Amazing. 100%. Like, they, they said, you know, what do you need to do? What, what, what do you can folks we do names? to help you? Uh, Barbara and Eric. Okay, they're so wonderful Barbara, people. Yeah. They are. They sound it. They have, I mean, my sister and I grew up with every advantage. And it's not like we grew up rich. We grew up, you know, very middle class, but, but, I, I never wanted for anything, and I, I I consider myself incredibly lucky. Like I think in the, you know, adoption lottery, I, I had a golden ticket. Oh, I I cannot second that more. I had such I have such a golden ticket, and anyway, and it makes so, such a difference in it, your life. It makes and, a difference in your life and in your journey. So we're gonna get here. So yeah, yeah. you Get this recommendation. They're supportive. Now, I well, wanted to. Well, there's one trick though. Okay, tell me. They were supportive, but but they didn't want me to come out here because we were in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And I was in love with a girl who lived in Southern California and was going- Who you met at the- Who I met at Harvard, Harvard School. And I was I was all about that USC and what UCLA train. I don't even want to say her name. I, I oh, feel, it's that deep. Well, it's deep, but <laughs> I don't want to throw shade at her thing. or anything. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, now listen, what did she end up doing, though? So now that we're not talking about her name, yeah, what yeah. did she end up doing? Do you ever uh, look her up? 
No, don't answer that question either. Let's just move on from. <laughs> no, we ran into each other at a wedding. It was it was weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love it. These things that happen in summertime. Oh, I know it's, it's crazy. It's like right? you know, Greece was written about it. It's like oh that, yeah, summer well, is a was, weird moment. I was a lovesick say anything motherfucker. Really? Like, like yeah, like like if you asked me when I was eighteen, like what's the canon? I'd be like, romance, say anything, portrait of Jenny, like any like I had like like really wow. weird deep deep cut tastes in, in romantic comedies or romantic dramas. Um, okay, but, so you're in love with this girl. In love with this girl. And what's the caveat? They say, okay. I my parents are like, idea. you. we will send you to any school you want to go to. Any private school. We'll, we'll, pay, we'll pay tuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we won't pay for you to move across the country to California. And I was like, well, fine then. I'm only applying to NYU. And they're like, you should really have some safety yeah, schools. That's, that's, school. that's, that'd be prudent. And I'm like, no. My safety schools were USC and UCLA, and you took them off the table. You ruined it. If I don't go to college next life. year, you could blame yourself, Mom and Dad. And uh, I'll and- just end up at Harvard <laughs> like See, every other person. He was five years ahead on manipulation at that yeah, point, no, I was, he, was, I was, he was manipulating at a five-year above level than normal. I'm so screwed when my kid hits four, like 14, 15. Well, he's learned it's everything gonna, from oh, me. Oh, yeah. It's going to be terrible. Oh, but that's where – so I, I, I threw that gauntlet down, and then I thought, like, maybe – Maybe I'll just get to move to California. I mean, it's a long shot to get into NYU film school. And then I got in, and, and I was and like, "All right, now I'm feeling good." I used the script. What was the title of the script? You recall? All you need. So you use that script yep. to get accepted into Tisch, not into NYU, right? Into Tisch, yeah. Into Tisch, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not nothing. Yeah. That script. Yeah, and, no, and no, again, it, the, it's work not the work gets the work. I think it, if if I were to look back at it now, I think it's it, the prose is competently written there's there's definitely like there are some scenes that i think would work and still work uh and i think the fact that it had this real weird turn kind of pointed toward that i wasn't interested in just doing some schlocky bullshit that i actually i i kind of wanted to have a discussion about something on a deeper level um look so long as you didn't use the word juxtapose no, I think, I think you're safe but i, no, I, I no. do i like very much what you're saying because it gives you that first sense of who you are as an artist yeah and what it is you may want to do it's it, you're i mean your first script so you're just stabbing in the dark right like like your first script you're really you're trying things on you're trying out voices you're trying on like how you write action how you how you break out dialogue and you're not good at it at first like <laughs> speak for yourself yeah. <laughs> was great i mean some of us are born great but <laughs> that's just me but like that's the, i think john millius there's you know there's raw talent and then there's there's the polish and the craft that comes yes. with with, yeah, with it, all of that it, like, to give you the this here's the one sports metaphor sure right now, go right? for it a guy can be born with that tendon in his arm where he could throw the hundred mile an hour fastball yeah but someone has to fucking teach him or her yeah. how to throw it over the fucking plate yeah and ride their ass yes to keep doing it and i think writing is one of those things that i just kept doing enough that it got better and better over time you knew you had a voice yeah now you had to figure out, okay, how am I going to make this voice into something that I can monetize? Well, and I, I remember- Because you wanted to, correct? Yeah, and I remember early on, like, if I had to write, like, I always loved creative writing, and, and you get to do so little creative writing in, in like, in junior high and high oh, school and English classes. So much of it is compositional. It's always but an easy A. It's always an easy A, but what I found was really effective, like, wait, I remember I remember in, like, seventh grade, actually, like, like- noticing like i can repeat this and it works which was just like if i plant something in my first paragraph and then i go off i can go in any direction that i want after that but as long as my my final paragraph ends right back where i began it with whatever i planted by paying that off right i'm good right. like that's that's all it took and like, that, like, seventh I was grade. so yeah. the early you know kind of fundamentals yeah getting these early tools yeah so now here you are you're in nyu and is this exciting for you is this like are you nervous now that you're in super nervous and it was where into new york city it's where i was finally forced to confront a reality where i was not always going to be given a hard choice and an easy choice i was going Mm. to be given more difficult choices uh and that first year what's the first illusion that gets shattered at nyu tish oh it's like day one i remember lining up for freshman orientation 
And like they've been selling you on NYU, like all the NYU material. And when you go, it's for, like the Marines, visit, and then you get like, there. Oh, it's so great. And then you get there. It's September or August 2002, and they've got the freshman class at NYU film at Tisch, and all of us are in the same room. And someone gets up on the stage and goes, "How many of you want to direct?" And everyone raises their hand, this. and then they give you the, "Everyone put your hands down, but one of you, because that's how many will probably make it." And I just remember at that moment feeling like, "Oh fuck." What did I sign up for? What is this? What's going on? Here? I, I, What's this program? That's, that's... What's this? So I have very so I dropped out. Uh, how how far into it? Uh, that day? Uh, no, the next <laughs> summer. The next okay. summer. So you made it two semesters. I made it. Yeah, I made it. I made a full a full year. I made it through freshman. Did you year. make a movie? Uh, you know, a little short. No, in fact, the, one of the things that I found was I didn't have any money to spend. And since oh, they don't tell you that, yeah, that you can yeah. come here and you have to make two movies, but you have to pay for them. We don't yeah. pay for them. We oh, give you really? discounts on stuff. So you can rent yeah, the so, cameras from us, but you got to pay and you have to leave your student ID, right? Like I think, yeah. am, I, am I correct? Yeah, no, no, this? there's all kinds of shit. Like, and, and that was where I, I, I sort of came to realize, like, wow, I'm not, I'm never going to be able to compete because I had grown up in upstate New York, where there is a, there's an upper limit on what wealth means in mm-hmm. upstate New York. And then you get to real New York where there's no limit. There's no ceiling. And suddenly there were some kids in my class that would go to like Skywalker Sound to master their their project for that semester. And I'd be like, well, I I stayed up for two nights doing it in a in a closet here at school because that's all I can afford. <laughs> and I felt like shit. I was still in love with that girl. She was still in California. And, and I really thought I, I could. Was she make doing that something? Work. Like, was she like going to school in California? She was going to school and dating another guy, and it was driving me nuts. And she I, didn't I, it care was, at all. No. She wasn't even thinking about. Oh it. no, she she did not. Yeah, she did not. Yeah. As as often happens in these lovesick, yeah. only speaking romantic from experience. Idiot I'm not. I'm, yeah. not, I'm yeah. not like making you feel bad. I'm, I'm not <laughs> telling you. I'm I not, know. I'm not going to profile the... you, but I could tell the type of man that will hold a boombox over his head. Like that's the. You're not wrong. I happen to be a classically trained concert pianist okay so i would actually play and sing for them i had the guitar yeah yeah uh, easier to carry yeah 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 can't can't, can't roll the piano over to the no. window but it still works i was uh piano just, works on the yeah. phone it was a lot of phone what oh, jason wow. i'm oh. sorry jason's here i was always the romantic gesture guy i was like the big flowers and the you know and the or the, the note under the windshield with the like the nice like big teddy bear sitting in the front seat kind of guy like yeah try to win him over that way but that same similar thing because when you're, when you're young you want to be that guy <laughs> Then when you get older, you're too jaded for being bird so many yeah. times. I, every time I send flowers, you know what I learned? You know when you send flowers when you're in a relationship. Yeah, that's when you send flowers. When you don't want to, yeah, that's when you yeah. send flowers. Yeah, when you want to send flowers, don't don't do fucking it. send nope. flowers. Do I over I I think I oh I, thanks. You overplay your hand, and I did it I time and again. I was very like I was I was everybody's best friend. Mm-hmm. Like they would, I would go to a strip club with my friends, right. and they'd be like, "I bet you could get, you get a, a her name and number." And I'm like, "I, I can definitely get her name and number." And, and then she'd come exactly out crying. What happened to her in, when yeah. she was 18 uh, and 14. She, we leave the champagne room. She's crying, yep. but like hugging me, like yes. with a like a sincere. And you still goodbye. spent 1500. Yeah, and they're, and they're looking at me. They're like, like "What, what happened in there?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I told her I wasn't really interested in a dance. I really just wanted to know how she got here, and, and she uh-huh. told me her whole story." Like, <laughs> yeah, I uh, think we we're definitely. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, I understand where you're going with this, yeah. and I've been there many times. It's, yeah, it's you. you they don't want to. And but by the way, it's the guys who say like they don't want to start talking about their feelings, man. Those are the guys who are not. Well, those are the guys that have artists. fucked up marriages saying, and stuff. They're later. not artists. It's just yeah. they don't look at things. It, we do. It's yeah. a different way of seeing life. Yeah, and just a little, you know, more sensitive. I always a appreciate softer. a girl more the more I knew her than like a first impression. I was rarely like a first impression gets me going on a girl it was usually like i would have a conversation with her and it would be like you know that's it did you ever go the friend zone and then you ended up in the yeah in the in the spot yeah that's i mean that's my wife okay my wife and i were introduced as as friends is this was a a setup um this was when i eventually went back to nyu okay so Let's get there. Don't yeah, get yeah. Oh no! Hey, there's show. a lot. This okay. could, this is, I got. I got it. I control the pace <laughs> of the dialogue. I'm sending Call the it. flowers. Call it. See, we're in a relationship. Good time to send me flowers. I would appreciate those flowers, yeah. and you don't really want to send I'm, them. I don't want to send them at all. But I'm exactly. Gonna do it. Exactly. Okay. So you're miserable. She's dating another guy. Yep. You're at NYU. You mixed yep. it in your closet. 
And what happens? Do you, do you, do you like fuck this? I'm going home. Uh, I miss my mom. I had, I, I had a an opportunity. I didn't know what to do for the summer. Uh, and the summer again, we get to the summer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to do. I had some friends who were going off to Israel for birthright, but I'm not actually Jewish, so I couldn't. Uh, some of them were like, "We'll make you an honorary Jew, and because you're adopted, we think we can get you through the program and just be like, look at him. He's clearly one of us. He, he's he's a mensch." Uh, but a so bunch I, of Jewish people. We're I, not letting you. We're uh, going to check every possible thing. Yeah. You're not getting a free trip. No, I, I was not. Uh, I wasn't about to even go there because yeah. I, I didn't feel like that was right. So but it's like, the summer. Yeah. And what so happens? it's the summer. I got nothing to do. My dad uh, helped me get a job, white privilege. Ah. Um, All right. Uh, working at GE in Florida, a GE subsidiary company. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I went and moved to Tampa, Florida. And lived uh, lived a pretty easy, I lived in Tampa. fun life. Oh yeah, I went to University of Tampa. Oh no shit! For one semester. Really? Howell Hall. Oh, I worked at a. a it was a, the office was in a converted cigar factory at Ybor City. So you know. And then yeah, you, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I'm gonna just tell you the why. It's a special place to spend some summers when you're a young man. Clearwater, Tampa. Oh yeah. Yeah, the trolley, the tram, but huge goth scene. Oh, by. You like a Gene loves Jezebel would play there regularly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a and 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 you eat at Hooters and it's okay. Okay, no one's it's looking down expected. on you. It's expected. Yeah, it's I mean, it's where you go. But like. here's what I'm going to sum up Tampa with, and then I want to move forward. Yeah. When I was there, there was a homeless gentleman chopping off other homeless people's heads with a machete, and he was called the homeless machete killer. Yep. I might be adding homeless. And he was called the machete killer. Yeah, yeah. And but he was homeless. But he was a vagrant. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the proper term back then. There was no proper term. Yeah, yeah. Serial but, killer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but he was doing it with a fucking machete. He was running. Around, and the problem is they didn't uh, catch the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's got a fucking machete. He's running around Tampa. Tampa's not that big. Yeah. It's not that big. Please no, continue. So, so I'm in Tampa, yeah. and and I'm living Tampa. a really weird he's life. He's homeless, really, yeah. and he's got this Tampa, new machete. Satan's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's got waiting. some nicks in it. No, nah, so I was I was in Tampa. Gently used. I was I was uh, I was enjoying making money because I was for working GE. for GE. So You're working for the man. I was a, I was a, a marketing intern, and uh, I, I got paid very well. For, for the time but this fall, um, oh so it's a paid internship oh it's a paid internship not only that but I had a stipend I had like a daily like 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 my uh, per diem uh, so I was living on my per diem and banking every all the money that I made I could oh in I Tampa could, you're a millionaire yeah I oh was I was and like I spent my weekends just on the beach and and hanging out and like I didn't I didn't socialize all that much because I was alone down there and I was the youngest person in the office and my father was like a, a sort of a client within GE for this this team. So none of the people really wanted to take me out and party with me or anything because right. I'm, I'm an under-21 son of an executive they work with. Yeah, you, uh, were, you were the favor and you ended up doing a good job. I liked you. I did, yeah. I ended up uh, – I, I learned a lot down there. I had a, I had a boss, uh, Gary, who, who he was he was very instrumental in teaching me how much bullshit is involved with sort of people acting well, like they're the boss oh, really? and they know things. He, he was, actually took you aside and told you that. Oh, he was he was on his way to retirement. He had known my dad for years, and my dad was like, "You can trust Gary; he's a good guy." And he was my boss, so sometimes he would just pull me into his office for conversations because he was he was, was he a little drunky. No, no, See, he that was, was back when you could drink at the office. Still, he was he was very well behaved. He was uh, yeah, Put but he he would uh, he would uh, he would tell me things like like, "Hey, Shawnee, I want I want you to do this." <laughs> I, want you, I want you to go go to Rob's office, and, and you're gonna give him this thing, and, and and then he's gonna ask you to write this, and you're gonna go write that, and I'd be like, oh, but Gary, uh, Gary, I've never done that before, and, and he'd be like, Johnny, nobody's done it before, just make it up. Be like, it's like be like what? Like, he'd be like, everybody's I making really it like up, Johnny. Everybody's <laughs> making it up. You guys like a proto Rick and Morty? It sounds like <laughs> he re- it really was. It, it really was. Like, actually, to me, it sounds like the funny version of the the look into the abyss guy in Wall Street. You know, is it Hal Ash? You know, Hal Ashby's the director. Anyway, so this guy had he imparted some good values to me, and he actually taught me a lot about how I wanted to approach uh, uh, business, like mm-hmm. later on, which was to never let anyone make me feel like there's something I don't understand. If because I'm pretty sure that if I if I uh, uh, approach a concept and, and put a certain amount of attention on it, that I can come to understand what I need to understand. And for someone to tell me like you can't understand this because I'm younger or because I'm less experienced is something that I, I decided I would never accept. That if the, if I 
I would only get better at things by challenging myself. And that if I wasn't going to work someplace or with people who wanted to challenge me and, 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 and were challenging themselves, what was I doing there? Uh, so he left me with that. And around that time, I'm sort of getting this whole like, this is making me think like maybe school is bullshit. Maybe I should just go to California. And then I get a call. From my childhood, Still just trying to get to California. Always, it's always about a uh, you know a mate. Always. So yeah. uh, so yeah. I got my childhood it's best friend one. calls me up. This is Andy Futterer, mm-hmm. the, the great Andy Futterer. Okay. Uh, uh, who you know grew up in the same neighborhood together in Clifton Park, went to Shenandoah together, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he had gone off to community college, and I had gone off to NYU. Neither of us were happy. Uh, and he called me when I was in Florida one day, and he's like. I'm doing something crazy. It's, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm going to move to California. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, California. What, what do you mean? <laughs> what about what about school? And he's like, they've got community college in California. I'm good. Right. I'm going to move out there. I've already decided, like, this is happening. Mm. And I'm like, maybe I'll move with you. And, and that's Maybe. when I dropped out of NYU, like broke my parents' hearts and uh, took all the money that I had earned in Florida that summer and moved to California with, with my best friend. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Sure. We'll get back and talk about California. Let's do that. All right. <laughs> Four. And we're back. <laughs> Three, Ladies sir. and gentlemen, here with Sean Kittleson and Jason. And we are talking about now you finally found a way. Yeah. You told you subconscious you wanted to move. Yep. To California. Yep. And eventually, a year and change later, yeah, really two. Yeah. Because you met her in seventeen. You yeah. told you. you so I was nineteen it. now. Yeah, you've dropped out of NYU. Yeah. Yep. I'm you living, now, living where, in where the do you west move side. To? West side. Where? Uh, Overland Avenue. Mm. Like Overland uh, and Palms. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there. Yeah. At at a place called the Woodcliff, thirty two nineteen Overland Avenue. I don't think I'll ever fucking forget that. No, you always remember um, the first few places. You yeah. Here, wherever you're from. But uh, yeah, I landed here. And you're living with, your with, buddy. with my buddy Futterer, who the 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 great. Um, and did you apply to uh, you know a community college before? You I went like, to SMC for two weeks. And so did he. And he he went, and he actually like went and oh. and did classes and like did a full school year. He also worked at a call center like like part time was was pulling that together, and he was generally more on the ball than I was. I came out with a, a big pocket full of cash that he didn't have. And I had a car uh, and he didn't have a car. So mm-hmm. he's being studious. And we've always been sort of the opposites where he, in high school, he was the one getting busted for things. And I was the one kind of like skating by, like do, right. doing my thing. And then we moved out out here to LA and, right. and I became the like, oh man, I'm, I'm a wild card. I don't have anything going on. I could, I could be doing anything today. I could go surfing. I could, I could go longboard skating. I could I could also LA. go surfing. I could pawn some books for pot. Like I could do all kinds of stuff today. Like you, uh, you, could you get money for books? Yeah, I had a whole bunch of school books that I bought for my time at SMC. Oh, and, school books. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can are, flip those. Right, you can flip those. Those, those for are sure. flippable. Yeah. yeah. So you um, really have no purpose. You're just aimless. No purpose. This girl's not giving you the time of day. I'm presuming. No, she was. Um, well, that's probably not helping. It was it was a horrible and unhealthy relationship. That's yeah. why I didn't want to mention it. It was just yeah, a no, bad. I mean, it can't it was, be helping. It was bad, and when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, I I was just really thick and dumb, and and wasn't seeing all these signs. I mean, I went to her 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 school. She was at USC, UCSD, and I used to drive down to like spend spend the weekends with her and stuff. And I remember getting down there one night, and she like kicked me out of her room for some stupid shit. And her like roommates call me in. They're like, Sean, we have some pot. You want to come smoke some pot with us? We know you like that. And I'm like, Yeah, that sounds great, girls. Let's do that. I, I really need that right now. I don't know what I'm doing. I just drove all the way from LA because I thought she wanted to see me, but she doesn't want to see me. What should I do? And they're like, Sean, honey, honey, we see you come down here. You're such a nice guy. We all like you. We really like you. She's banging She nine she dudes. doesn't. Yeah, she's not that into you, man. Like it's a. And I just remember having the moment of like, oh, I guess I'm probably not gonna go back here. <laughs> and they're like, well, we'll still be friends. And sure enough, uh, this is this is skipping ahead a bit, but year a couple of years or a year later, uh, one of her best friends from school introduced me to my wife. 
Um, so I did stay friends with those girls, uh, and they were a whole grip of things. And it was, and it was again. It's another moment in my life where I can't. I have a blind spot that I'm not aware of something, and I need someone else to kind of come and like pluck the third eye on my forehead and be like, "Hey, hey, buddy, right? Get out of this. You're in. You're in a rut. You're in a rut. Don't don't be doing this." So that trip is a big trip. That was a huge trip. So oh, you yeah. drive back to LA and, and and then what? What do you do? Uh, You're alone. I'm presumably I can't you, got remember. Your, you got your buddy. I got Come. my buddy. I can't remember if it was that time or another time, but in one of the because there were many times I drove back from from San Diego like dejected and yeah. rejected. Uh, and one time my buddy was watching Swingers as I walk in the door, yeah. and he's like, "Dude, you are so fucking Mikey from Swingers." And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "I'm man, like, no, nah, don't don't tell me that. I'm just that. I just want to go. I just want to go like like listen to Bright Eyes music and play." my acoustic guitar and i'm gonna drink a whole jug of wine tonight the whole jug and <laughs> and and he'd go no bud we're going to fucking vegas and so we we he took me to vegas we had like you had your swingers weekend i had my swingers weekend uh-huh. we crashed the car on the way back Did you really? which is 15? why you which is why swingers is just a movie you can't actually drive to vegas have a whole night and then drive back to la and Safely. not Crash into the back incident. of an air conditioning repair van on the ten. <laughs> on the ten, you made it that like far. two miles <laughs> from your house. Oh, it was the worst. Tried it was the it, worst man. moment ever. But uh, but no, so I I, I failed out here. Like, like there's no there's well, yeah, no other way to put it. But what, I what I explored. Yeah, but yeah. something has to happen. In other words, you have to run back to home with yeah. your tail between your legs and move in with your mom and well, dad that's, again. Uh, no. Okay. Because so because I realized I realized early. Early enough, it yep. was, I think it was like February where I was like, "I'm, I'm so fucked. Like, I am so. This is not working." So you I start need, figuring out a parachute. I need, I need to get out of here. I mm-hmm. need to do something else. I, I talked to to my buddy. He's like, "Yeah, man, I've seen you spiral in. And like, I totally support you making better moves for yourself and your life." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <laughs> like, I'm staying, but yeah. So yeah. I set myself up to. I started by going back to. I I got my old job in Florida for another summer. So now I would have a summer to earn mm-hmm. and sort of help like deal with some of the debt that I'd accumulated out in L.A. Being a, a jobless, useless fuck. But it's also leading to your job at the advertising center because you started marketing at this intern thing at GE. That's a that's well, a, that's like that's like literally. The only marketing experience I had before I became a creative director, which much is a more? weird thing. I don't. Well, that's the whole thing. When I got the opportunity to become a creative director, I thought of Gary Hankin going like, "Shawnee, just make it up." Right, and I just, I just up. made it up. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you think about it, your trip to LA, it's not necessarily failure so much as you didn't really have a, a goal except this girl and this other stuff, right? Yeah. Like, so you basically you solved the girl problem, plus you set the seeds in motion for your future relationships. It's actually yeah. pretty well. And and it it sort of it I think it was a growing experience for me. Like I said, I I'd taken the easy path so many times in life that I finally hit a dead end. Yeah, but you and see, now that I'm one. listening to your story, I don't know that you've taken such an easy path. You know, you were well. This is where it got interesting. NYU, yeah, and you drop out. You know, voluntarily. Yeah. no one kicked you out. Yeah, you're like, no, no I'm I was go chase this and thing I, that I think is real. And, and I was all the way out. That's not an easy path. No, right? but so I had to get back in. Okay. So that was the other part of it. So Florida was part one, like the right. economic part. And then the other part was my parents were like, look, you know, if you come back, you're either going to get a job or go back to school. And I, I reapplied to NYU. But instead of applying to the film program, I applied to the dramatic writing program. And that ended up being like the best move for me because now this whole sort of financial issue that I had with like, I'm never going to be able to spend thirty, forty thousand $40,000 on a student film. Uh, I can right. compete with scripts. And I started writing scripts for all my friends who I'd gone to film school with earlier on, and I kept making friends within the film program. And so I ended up having like six or seven shorts that got made because I was constantly churning out writing and not having to deal with all the production and everything else around it. Right, like, so life had a way of, of putting you back on the path you were supposed to be on, yeah. which was what Professor Steinberg said to you at the Harvard yeah. summer school. Yeah. And now you're getting these 15 shorts made and you know that that's a that's, that's not, not 15 nothing. but but i got some good shorts made okay, it, so for sure three, but four? but like like i think it was like seven okay that's a um, lot you know yeah. names on stuff that's getting made and that's yeah. also addicting and some of the stuff did well like one of them won a, a coca-cola young filmmakers award and stuff like that and like there was some good good things happening there so i felt like there was promise in my work and and i came back a, a completely different person like i i felt like i came back yeah, you know, I I may have been advanced in my academic abilities and my my, but but emotionally, 
spiritually, I was a very immature, I was as immature as any 18, 19 year old kid was. Right. And when I came back, I had a greater sense of clarity and purpose and I had failed and I had seen and tasted what that failure felt like and it made me hungrier. So I worked harder. I was more focused. I had a, a better idea of like what I wanted out of the things that I was doing. And it overall, like, I think that that was a turning point in my life. Yet still, you didn't go from getting all these shorts made into saying, I'm going to go and, and do this as a living. You still went no. into advertising. And how does that... So I had a long, so I had a weird and circuitous uh, course. Is that the way you say it? Uh, it seems like it seems like it should be circuitous or circuitous. I think it's circuitous. Circuitous though. seems right. Yeah. Uh, I I had a I had a, a, a an odd path to mm-hmm. to get there. Haphazard. Um, yeah, because and, you end up at at, a, at an habitat. That's not well. It's not necessarily that far, but no. It's, it's, but I I started out. I I graduated from NYU. Had the student film. Sold a screenplay to an indie producer. Uh, and, and thought I was minted in the way that you do. It was about mm-hmm. uh, squatters in the Bronx who, through their sweat equity and hard work, try to buy the building that they live in back from the derelict uh, or delinquent landlord. Right. Uh, and I was that was underwritten by a libertarian group uh, that, mm-hmm. that I had come into contact with through my buddy Jerry Lapidus, mm-hmm. uh, who's also a great writer and director in his own right. Um, and uh, I thought that I was going to do it. I was going to live this life right. of like Be the freelance, the freelance star. Uh, and at the same time, I was working as an editorial assistant for a guy named Doug Rushkoff, who mm-hmm. I really respected. He's a uh, he's he's one of the people I studied, uh, you know, media analysis and media bias and, and theories of, okay. of meme theory and all that stuff. Uh, Doug Rushkoff back in the 90s predicted the rise of viral media in a book called media virus Um, so he he was a luminary for me Hmm. and i met my wife through the friend of my ex yeah the roommate one of the yeah one of the college college friends of my ex and and she and i were supposed to be just friends but we became romantic very quickly and she became a really key figure i think in my career development after that because she was an actress and i wanted to write things for her for a time mm-hmm. uh and she's she's really smart she's a good reader so she could read something and, and even if she didn't like or enjoy the genre that i was writing in she could kind of give me some pretty incisive feedback and, and help me along that was awesome thank you for being here and sharing this moment with us thank you bye bye